Welcome back to the Your Intentional Life podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about some mindset principles that I followed during my most recent launch that helped me have the most successful launch to date. So let's dig in. Welcome to Your Intentional Life, the show for online course creators and coaches ready to live on their terms. I'm Brittany Bailey, and I'm here to help you get intentional about your marketing and mindset so you can do just that. So far, I've built a thriving six-figure business from the ground up and worked with some of the top internet marketing minds out there. But I'm not done yet, and I have a feeling you aren't either. So let's jump right in and get on with today's episode. Okay, so if you've been following me for a little bit, then you know that I just came out of a launch period where I did a masterclass called Writing Between the Lines, and then I rolled right into opening the doors for my signature program, Email Copy School. So this is a launch that I've never actually done before. I've opened the doors to Email Copy School multiple times, but I had never done a paid masterclass before that. And it was a really, really interesting experience. I definitely feel like this is my funnel. This is my vehicle that I really enjoy for now. And so I definitely see myself doing it again in the future. But I wanted to dig into some of the mindset things that went around for me during this um, in case they're helpful for you as you're preparing for a launch and in case you are, are wondering, you know, how how it looks behind the scenes when I am doing this. So very, very first thing that I did was I worked on my money mindset around receiving money. I have done a ton of money mindset work and I was a little bit, um, I didn't realize how much I had done on the side of spending money, like the money mindset around spending money versus the money mindset around receiving money. It's very, very different. When I really dug into, so I'm in James Wedmore's program, Business by Design. And as a bonus, we got this 21 day money challenge. And so we went through, you know, the first couple of days we were talking about spending money and all this. And I felt like I was an ace student, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm great at spending money. I got this. Like, I believe that spending money is an investment. You know, I had all these beliefs that I have worked on over the last four years. And then we got to receiving money and it was like I was an infant in this world. All of a sudden, I uncovered all of these beliefs that were sitting there around receiving money. And it was like, I just found this extra door in my house that I forgot was there or didn't know was there. It was really intense work. So If you are wanting to kind of work through this, I'll give you a couple prompts that he gave us. And one of them was, if I handed you $10,000 right now, what would come up for you? And you can journal that out. For me, it was, what did I do to deserve this? Am I worthy of this? What am I going to do with this? Did you feel like you had to give me that money, right? It was all of these beliefs just like packed into behind this, this door of receiving money. Another one was, what do you believe about making money? And for me, it was that it's not consistent. I had this deep rooted belief that it was impossible to, to not be in an ebb and flow always. 
of making money, that it would sometimes it would be less and sometimes it would be more. And sometimes I would be having to scrape the bottom of the barrel and sometimes I would be living high, right? I had this deep-seated belief that money was not consistent. Receiving money was not something I could count on consistently. Another one was, what do you believe about asking people for money? Or how do you feel about asking people for money? And I wanted to hide under the desk. It was a very visceral reaction. It was like, he, he walked us through this thing, uh, say that you're out with your friends and you order smoothies and you're standing in line and you go to get your, your wallet and you realize you left it back at the hotel. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'd be so embarrassed right? And he's like, would you ask your friends, hey, do you mind covering this? I lost, I forgot my wallet. I'll grab you something next, the next day or whatever, right? And my face turned red. I'm literally sitting here journaling, you know, my face turned red. It was a very visceral response. And so these are all things. He he walks us through a process of how to break these beliefs, right? I'm not going to get into all that, but this was something that I really had to do a lot of work around. And I'm still doing a lot of work around before I even launched and during my launch. And it's something that I'm going to continue to do because I think about all the money blocks that I have worked through in spending money. It's taken me four years to get to a place of fully believing on a cellular level that money always comes back bigger than when I spent it, right? It it took me four years to get to this place of really believing in spending money, spending money is investing money and and not having a block about spending money for certain things. So it's going to take me a second to catch up on the receiving money end. And this was something that I didn't realize. I I ran into this challenge thinking that it was going to be a breeze. And I feel like I got hit in the face with a pie. So I really, really had to do a lot of mindset work around receiving money. And I would encourage you, if you have just done general money mindset work, I would encourage you to separate the two out and see if you have any deep-rooted beliefs around receiving money. This is critical during the launch period because that's all you're doing is asking for money and receiving money, right? You're not nest you are spending money maybe to build the funnel and for Facebook ads, but the successful launch is how many people you get into your program, right? So this is something that I, I had to do a lot of. The other thing that I worked on was saying no to service projects or client projects. Now, if you are a coach or a course creator who has an arm of your business that is still service-based like I do, you can definitely relate to this. So I still take on private one-on-one email copy clients. Not very many, but I do still take them on. And as I was rolling into this launch, I realized that I have a very uh, bad habit of not giving myself space for this part of my business. I prioritize very subconsciously. I was prioritizing service-based things over the education-based part of my business. And my coach in Business by Design was pointing this out to me and asking me, A, why I was doing that, and B, what I could do to correct that. And what it ended up looking like was I needed to block off time in my calendar for my own launch as if I was a client. And that sounds so basic, but it was not something I was doing. I was fitting in my launch around everything that was coming into my inbox versus the other way around. 
And of course, you have to look at your the way that your business is structured and how much money you're making every month and what you need to continue doing during your launch. So that's something that you have to look at. But for me, I realized I really did need to pull back on what I was doing one-on-one so that I could focus in on this launch. And for me, the a lot of the why was when I was prioritizing this service-based side, I was saying, oh, well, this is how I'm serving my audience. This is how, you know, they're, they're coming to me. They need help. This is how I help them. But I was discounting how much help it is to have a course, a program like email copy school at your fingertips all the time to be able to send your team members through email copy school and, and be able to fully outsource email marketing without feeling like they're going to be stuck in the weeds for, for 12 months while they learn every nuance of it, right? It was really something that I had to get my mind around that this was just as, if not more, of service to my clients for me to dedicate energy and time into making email copy school fantastic than it was for me to sit down with them one-on-one. This was the scalable part of my business, right? And so I really had to kind of do some mindset work around that. And again, this was sometimes the best mindset work is is mindset work that you don't realize needed to be done, right? Sometimes we do go in and say, okay, I want to work around this block. But the mindset blocks that hit us in the face are sometimes the ones that we really, really need to sit down and wrestle with, right? So both the mindset block around receiving money and this mindset block were were like the dominoes in this launch for me. And they're going to continue to be, I know that. But it was something that really, really resonated with me when I was talking to my coach about this. And so if you are someone who also has a service-based business as you are launching info products, I would encourage you to look around that and see if there are any mindset blocks. See if you are treating both parts of your business equally. If you are allowing yourself to have space to actually make a launch profitable, the same space that you would allow a client who is launching. The third thing that I worked on was my mentality about showing up. And so I, in this launch, I showed up live on Instagram five times before the masterclass, the paid masterclass. And then I showed up several times after when I was talking about email copy school. I ran ads. I talked about it on my platforms. I had my graphics designer make Um, like Instagram stories that I could post every day that said, introducing this, here's the stack, here's this, right? I did all of that. And it's not something that I hadn't done in my previous launches, but it was, the frequency was way turned up on it. And so my, again, my business by design coach challenged me to go live during this period. I had not planned on doing it during the masterclass, only during email copy school part of the launch. And we were sitting talking and she was like, um, no, I think you're going to go live five times before the masterclass. And again, I wanted to hide under my desk. Pro tip, if you feel like hiding under your desk, it's probably something that you need to do. We're just going to lay that out there. Um, and so she's like, no, I think you need to go live five times before the masterclass. And so we came up with the topics and we hung up and my heart started racing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be showing up a lot on people's feeds 
But the interesting thing is, I have heard this time and time again, and I'm sure that you have too, is that the time, by the time that you are sick of talking about something is around the time that people start paying attention. And so for me, I, I follow, I don't know, a couple hundred people on Instagram. And if I think about just one of them, I interact with their stuff maybe every other day just because of how many people and the stories and this and that. And if I saw that they were posting every other day something about their launch, I wouldn't think twice about it, right? But we are all in our heads and we are all seeing how much we're talking about this. And it feels like it's a ton, right? It feels like that's all we're talking about and it's not. So this was something that I really had to just make myself do and not show up apologetically. I had to show up like this is the first time I'm talking about it again, right? I have over a thousand, just barely over a thousand followers on Instagram, right? So 20% of them are seeing me every other day. That dictates how much I can, I can show up, right? I'm thinking from my point of view, I see me 100% of the time, right? So it feels like I'm just talking and talking and talking about it. But in reality, that's not what's being shown, right? And I'm still posting stuff about our cats and the meal service and what to do with ice packs, right? I'm still like posting my normal stuff, but I was showing up a lot more than I normally do. And that really felt... Um, it felt good. It felt like I was stepping into a space of um, of being proud of what I was offering. It felt like I was really getting the word out. I was getting more questions. I was getting more engagement as a whole on this launch than I ever have before. And I really contributed to me being willing to put myself out there. And therefore that's met with people putting themselves out there and asking questions and talking about things. So I did the live Instagrams. I did emails. I did all the different things. And it was really, really um, a lot more than I've done before. But I definitely, I think in my next launch, we'll even turn it up more. So this is something that I'm playing around with as well that I see in upcoming launches is going to be a big deal. Another thing that I worked on was my certainty. And so I think that this was James Wedmore. I can't remember who said this, but those with certainty of the outcome can afford to have patience. And so I had that in my mind as I was going through this launch. I had, of course, I always have like the goal of my launch. I have the, we have to at least hit this goal. And then I have the OMG goal, right? So we have three goals for every launch that we do. And so I was focusing in on that just middle goal, but really the intention was to have a profitable launch, a good launch, a launch that covered the expenses, a launch that had overflow from the expenses, right? This is my first launch of this funnel. So the expenses are significantly higher than the next time that I launched this, right? And so that was the goal. And I approached it with certainty. This is going to happen. This is how it's going to turn out. And that was something that I haven't done a lot of in the past. I felt like I was doing it, been like, yep, this is certain, 
but my actions were not matching it. I was subconsciously cutting down expenses in other areas. I was preparing to not hit the goal, even though I was saying, yes, no, I'm certain we're going to hit it totally. My actions weren't meeting it. So this time I was not only saying it, but I was putting more money into Facebook ads. I was saying, okay, since we're doing so well, we're going to do it this way. Even if it was just we were on track or even if we were a little bit under track, right? I would say, yep, since we're doing so well, we're going to do it this way. And I was I was matching my actions with my words. And that felt like a different energy than when I was just saying, yep, we're going to do it. Yep, it's going to go great. And then doing things to undercut it with my actions. Um, it, was, it was just a completely different energy. And rolling right into the next thing that I focused on is kind of related to this was I didn't do any mental math or how in my head as I was going through. And what I mean by that is I didn't, at the end of the day, I wasn't looking on my phone going, okay, we had six sales today. We have six days left in the launch. If we have this many, I wasn't doing any of that because the truth of the matter is if you've done a launch, you know this, you very rarely have the exact same amount of sales every single day, right? You have like a big chunk of your sales at the beginning. You have a big chunk of your sales at the end. There are patterns to to online business launches and they're very rarely a very uh, reg, rigid um, thing throughout the, the launch, right? Even with ads. And so I didn't, I completely released that Knowing that two hours before the launch stopped, I could get a slew of of people. Knowing that in the middle of the night, a certain ad could hit and I could get a chunk of people. Knowing that these things were incredibly possible, I just stopped trying to control how. I had my goals. I had certainties that we would hit the goals. And then I stopped trying to control the way that it would look to hit those goals. That is not our spot. Our spot is to live in the reality that we have already hit our goals. We're certain about them. We're acting as if our, our job is not to push in, in say, okay, it has to be six sales today, seven sales tomorrow, eight sales the next day. They have to come from some ads because of the way the ads are running. That's not our place. Our place is to set us up for success by having all the forms of traffic, by putting our best effort into each form of traffic. And then once those are taken care of, it's to pull out mentally. I did not do any mental math. I didn't do, I would keep track of how many people joined because I'll, I'll tell you in a second, that's part of the mindset thing that I was doing. But other than that, I was not mentally saying, okay, I needed this many students. We have this many, so we have this many left. And we're going to have to divide that many by seven days. I wasn't doing any of that. And that's different than in my previous launches. I have just white knuckled it the whole way and been like, okay, I have to do it this way. And this has to happen. And we need four more in order to make the Facebook ads manager worth it. And if we don't get that, then I don't know if we should have hired a Facebook. You know, I didn't do any of that this time. And it felt so freeing to not be in that mental uh, hamster wheel. So the reason that I was keeping tally of how many students I had was I was saying thank you 
out loud to each student every time I got them. And this is something that I got from Catherine Zinkina. She talks about some of the energetic things that she does during her launches on her podcast, Manifestation Babe. And um, so this is something that she talks about where during the launch period, you know, you get Stripe notifications on your phone. During the launch period, she says every time that she gets a new student, she stops what she's doing and she says, thank you, Catherine, for trusting me with your business and your dreams. And then she keeps doing what she's doing, right? She, every single student, I would say thank you. Sometimes I would vary the script up a little bit, but every single new student that I got, I would say thank you. And I would picture them. Even if I didn't know them, I knew a couple of people coming through, but even if I didn't know them, I would just picture the essence of them, what they were excited about, what they were hopeful about. And I would say thank you out loud. And I would genuinely stop what I was doing and, and send them gratitude. And this was on, on one side, on the, on the very spiritual side of it, right? If you think about the, the universe giving you a gift, it's so much more fun to give someone a gift that is genuinely appreciative, right? If you think about it in that way. But on the other side, I also felt very connected to each student that was coming in. And so by the time that masterclass came, I felt like I knew this group of people. I felt very connected to them. They weren't just names or emails. It was like people that I had energetically connected with. So when I saw members joining as I went live in my in my webinar, right? I saw members joining and I was like, "Yay! Oh, so and so is here. Good." Like I could just I could feel excited to have them there. It really changed the energy of just registrants versus like people, humans who I wanted to teach, right? And this was, you know, it was a it was a masterclass. So it was very content heavy. And as I was thinking, it was all content. As I was thinking about, you know, the right way to present these things, like I was thinking about these people that were signing up and I was picturing them and where they were in their business. Like it was a very, um, it was a very humanistic touch to it that I hadn't had before. And so that's something that I definitely plan on continuing to do in my launches going forward is always sending gratitude and thanks to each person who comes across my phone. Another thing that I did was I had a tech slash dress rehearsal. As I was um, preparing for this, I went into my workspace and I did a full out practice run. I recorded it. I did my hair and makeup. I did everything and I recorded it. And it was a really good visualization tool as I was stepping into, you know, how how am I going to perform next week? How am I going to perform when it's live? I could picture nailing it in this practice round, I could picture being in the room. I could picture the mic. I could picture the way that everything felt. I could picture the chair. I could picture the software. I could picture everything. And it really helped as I was visualizing what I wanted Thursday. It was, it happened on Thursday. What I wanted it to look like, I could picture it. I could actually picture it. And that was super helpful. It also this is kind of a mindset thing, kind of just a personality thing. I really like to have backup plans. So it was helpful for me going into this live launch that I've never done before to have a recording that felt solid to me 
where worst case scenario, I could send that out as the replay. Like if something happened with the live recording, you know, it just, it was helpful to me to have that, that backup. Um, but also in, in more than that, it was helpful to have this, this picture of what a good run or take was. And I did do previously, I did a, a, a rehearsal, but it didn't go well. I was at home, the cats were there. I hadn't tweaked my slides like perfectly. And it was like, I was feeling really just, just strung out and discombobulated and all the things. And I just kind of put that out of my mind and went and erased it and, and did this, this new take, this new run. And that's all I'm focusing on. That's all I'm visualizing. It's, I'm doing like some NLP with it, right? So like the the bad run is kind of um, grayed out in my mind and the good run is uh, forward of my mind and it's very vivid. If you know anything about NLP, you can kind of start to play with that. But it's very important to me to have that and to have that in my mind. And so that's uh, that's definitely something that I did. And then lastly, I did not look at this launch as a vacuum or in a vacuum. I looked at it as a very important stepping stone in my business. So not everything in my business was reliant on this one launch. Not everything was reliant on this launch doing amazingly. I had certainty that it would, but I also was not putting every single pressure on it in a way that made it not fun or in a way that made it intense and scary and heavy. I also didn't put pressure on every part, on any one part of the launch. So I didn't put like, okay, we have to do well with Facebook ads or else. We have to do well with Instagram ads or else. I have to go live or else. The emails have to have a 30% open rate or else, right? I didn't have any con- any contingencies not contingencies, conditions with any of these pieces that were part of the launch. I looked at them at all as like rising tides raise all ships, right? I was like, if ads do pretty good and emails do pretty good and the lives do pretty good, like we're in a pretty good spot. It's a cumulative effort, right? And before I was so focused on ads and it was just, I wasn't even paying attention to the fact that my emails were selling a big chunk, right? I was so focused on my emails and the ads I just let run and they ate up a bunch of money because nobody was paying any attention to them, right? I didn't do that in this launch and it was so helpful for my mindset to not be zeroed in and focused on this like one part of the launch. I really wanted to have a holistic view of the launch, the the content leading up to the launch. Like I released two podcast episodes that were related to the launch, you know? And so I really was focusing on it as a whole, as a stepping stone. I also was treating it a little bit like an experiment. Like I said, I had never run this exact funnel before, but I also felt very connected to it. Like I know that this is my process. And so I really was kind of like, this is going to work for us. We're going to have a profitable launch. But I also am just seeing what works with this funnel. I'm in Digital Insiders, right, with Julie Stoyan. There's not a ton of talk about this kind of funnel. In in Business by Design, there is, right? So I was kind of straddling these two worlds when I was submitting things 
to be audited in in Digital Insiders um, versus Business by Design. You know, there was kind of some like, is this going to work? Is this not? I've never seen this. I have seen this, right? So some back and forth. And it was all an experiment to me in my mind. As I was looking at it, I was like, we're going to see how this goes. I know it's going to go well. How well is it going to go? How much are we going to, to convert in this one aspect of it? How are people going to respond to this one aspect of it, right? It was an experiment. There wasn't such a pressure of it being correct, in quote, in quote, quote, in quote. But that was something that I really needed to work on in, in contrast to other launches that I've had. So those are some of the mindset principles that I dug into and followed during my launch of Writing Between the Lines and then ultimately Email Copy School. I would love to hear if this was helpful for you, if this was something that you want to hear more of as I continue to launch, doing more live launches and then also evergreen launches as this starts to streamline and, and work. So I'm curious to know if that's something that's helpful for you. You can always find me at hello at brittanybailey.com for our, our email, or you can find me at Brittany Bailey on Instagram. Those are the two places that I hang out the most, and I would absolutely love to hear from you. I'd also love to hear if you have any mindset principles that you follow during your launches, and if you want to share those, that would be amazing. I hope that you're having a fantastic day whenever you're listening to this, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for hanging out with me on this episode of Your Intentional Life. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review and rating wherever you're listening to this. To learn more about all the ways I can support you in your intentional life, head over to BrittanyBailey.com.